All right, let's get this going, dude. Let's do it. There we go. That's that's the song I like, Jared. You know, when we start with the other song, it's the wrong tone. We're setting yeah, the wrong for sure. tone. <laughs> right. We, we're not... This isn't NPR, Jared. We've got to start off with a bang. Oh, maybe that's what we're doing wrong. NPR is very successful. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about the cult of ignorance, or aka the anti-intellectualism movement in the U.S., or at least I'm planning on talking about it in, you know, specifically in terms of the United States, because um, as much as I hate to say it, because I do love my home country, we do embody a lot of the uh, things that are anti-intellectualism. Just for a little teaser for all of you listeners out there, uh, some examples of this, and we'll talk about these more in detail as the episode goes on. Um, if you just look at politics, especially who was our, our previously elected president, I think that's a pretty solid example of anti-intellectualism in America. Um, also, if you just look at um, the fact that you can get into a college based on your athletical, uh, athletical, now I sound anti-intellectual, your athletic abilities and not your uh, um, your grades or what you could bring to the university academically uh, is another example of anti-intellectualism in America. We'll just start with those two and we'll talk about more of them as the episode goes on today because there's a lot to talk about today with uh, the cult of ignorance in the U.S. And uh, ignorance in this case is certainly not bliss, and we're going to talk about that. And I'm so happy to be joined by my good buddy and my co-host. What's going on, Jared? Hi, Chad. These, <clears throat> this is great, by the way, because these must be, between this and last episode, I think we have two of our most ironic episodes consecutively ever. Between toxic masculinity, to- tox- see, here it goes already, toxic masculinity and ignorance, I think I just I, I just find that highly ironic because I because the only thing we can do in this episode is expose our ignorance, and really the only thing we could have done in the last episode <laughs> is expose our toxic masculinity. So I just find that hilarious. Uh, luckily, though, this is the perfect time to spread some unnecessary ignorance into the world because right now, <laughs> uh, ignorance has been. S- significantly reduced into our into our veins in society in the world i should say because facebook and instagram have been down all day long and um where do we get our facts and our news now jared (laughs) and now we're seeing people flocking to uh twitter um Reddit, just looking for some sort of respite, some safe space, and I find right. I, f- I find that here in um in this th- here in the globe, I should say, I, I, I social media is everywhere, and I'm ta- I, need, I can't I need I, I we um are in a space now, especially WhatsApp, which is not big in the U.S. but is big globally, huge globally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sure. We're in a space where social media. I think is both what we as a society need, but also is what's contributing to our ultimate downfall in the sense where I was thinking today, if Twitter, like if Twitter and Reddit, for example, were to also go down today, um, we might need to take cover in our bunkers. Like <laughs> we might just have the purge at that point. And there was one point in the e- in the afternoon today today's monday where when this is all happening where twitter 
was half down where you couldn't see replies. So you'd open a tweet and it would say uh, unable to show replies. Uh-oh. And when I saw that, and it wasn't just me because I saw other people tweeting about it, I'm like, this is it. I need to go to the grocery store now, stock up. <laughs> Load up on your toilet paper, Jared. And cartoon style, <laughs> get some two by fours and nails and just hammer over my doors because this is it. Some sandbags as well. Dude, and but at the same time, social media since it's since it's been around has just been accelerating the downfall of society. So there's really oh, for sure. no benefit. And spreading the cult of ignorance. It's a well. lose lose situation is what I'm saying. If it's down, right. we're screwed immediately. Uh if it's not down, we're screwed in the uh mid to long, long term. term. <laughs> right. Sure. Um well, well you know, Jared, I, I'm so happy you brought that up just because the the funny thing about social media is People will post these things, especially like anti-vaxxers on social media. It cracks me up because it's like they quote unquote did their own research. And it's like, okay, so you're going to trust some random ass Facebook post over somebody who went to medical school for like eight years plus undergrad for four years. So 12 fucking years of schooling mm-hmm. and, and their expertise is not enough. But some random Karen on Facebook posts something that you agree with. And it's like, yeah, I did my own research. Also, they trust Facebook. Honestly, right. it feels like Facebook is more dangerous for society than uh, uh, than the uh, vaccine. <laughs> it's like, why do you trust uh, Facebook with all your information? They know where you right. live. They know all of your hobbies. They know all of your friends and family. Uh, they know your political views. Uh, that's not they know how to target you. you with whatever ads. the The funniest thing is, is one of my coworkers says this a lot. You know, I'm I'm an e learning specialist. For those of you out there that don't know, I guess what I do outside of this podcast and uh, my coworker, and I mention that because you know all my coworkers and I um, talk a lot about you know just like digital learning and everything like that, which includes social media. So we have a lot of conversations about this at work, Jared. And one of my coworkers always says, uh, "Shout out to Carly, she's awesome." She says. Um, you know why? Why would why would I use uh, uh, why would I use TikTok when you know people say oh don't use TikTok because you know the Chinese government is gathering your information? She'll always say why would I use TikTok when I could just use Facebook and have Zuckerberg sell my information to the Chinese government instead? Mm, that's true. <laughs> or I mean, or all those like email lists you might inadvertently sign up for as well. It's like how did I how do I get how am I getting these emails all the time? Speaking by the way, we're talking about I, it's. No secret that social media is 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 in in modern days because I'm not going to say this idea of cult of ignorance is new, but in modern oh day, definitely not. Um, right. Social media is the gr- breeding ground for ignorance. Um, and here's just a small example, by the way. This was mm-hmm. so enjoyable to me, and I'm once again only contributing to the ignorance because I still don't know really where I should fully be at on this one (laughs) so a couple days ago i don't know sometime last week um some some i should have i should have had this tweet handy i don't know why i didn't so 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 um here i can pull it up just just to just so i can really get it right let me really get this right chad you know it's it'll be easy to pull up because it really is a great example as long as twitter hasn't fallen (laughs) that's that's a good point (laughs) if twitter still works okay twitter still works Um, jerry can breathe a sigh of relief so um (laughs) So some um, Investopedia, you know, some like uh, uh, some finance based uh, sort of it's almost the core of finance, essentially, posted this tweet that said September 25th, 1926, Henry Ford announces the eight hour, five day work week. Did you see this, Chad? Did you see this? Of course I, I sound didn't like, see sound this. like Jay Leno right now. 
Oh, did you see that? <laughs> did you see this? It was crazy. Uh, so, um, it, it, this is. Your chin I, just got I, a little I felt bit like bigger, this Jim. was the perfect. Yeah. I need to get, put some more denim on. This just felt like the perfect <laughs> example of a cult of ignorance because, um, so originally, there were, I saw a bunch of posts about people just shitting on him. Like, like we, I got, I need to go back in time, find uh, Henry Ford and beat his ass, you know, shit like that. <laughs> right. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, F this guy, you know, oh, this is, so this is the reason why I hate my life, you know, stuff like that. And, right. And, and Typical so, Twitter sphere and I stuff. I loved it. I'd I was like, oh, that's say. hilarious. Those are funny. I, I would, right. I, I, you know, I was joking, you know, I was look at people shitting on Henry Ford because Henry Ford's not, a, from what I've heard, he's not a great person. Like he has some pretty strong anti-Semitic views that are pretty widely known. Um, I think he had a picture of Hitler in his office as well. You don't. <laughs> um, so, Jared, is it just because I have a, a German city in my background here, Jared? My Zoom background. I thought that was Taylor's childhood home right behind you. Oh, jeez. Um, so people shit on them for like being like, "How dare you ruin my life with a five-hour work week?" And then people, then then I saw tweets that were like, "It's so funny to watch people uh, talk about Henry Ford like this because he reduced the work week. In addition to that, he almost doubled or whatever uh, pay for people." And so he started the five true. hour, the five day work week, but it was, but before that, there was really no sort of format around working. So there was no really, so you know, you didn't have as much control over time off and stuff like that is what I saw. The second wave of Twitter people talking about once the initial dunking had happened, there was the, then the secondary, well, actually, of dunking that always happens. Oh. And then there's mansplaining on the Twitter sphere. But then Twitter, you know, Twitter is an advanced level of ignorance so there's th then the third level of well actually is that are on top what, of that yeah what what comes after the well actually is that <laughs> so apparently like, this idea of being like um and listen by the way let me make it clear i'm not an i'm not anyone's side here and i'm certainly not a fan of henry ford as a human and it doesn't seem like he'd invite me over for thanksgiving if if uh, i happen to live in his neighborhood it seemed like he'd be like your grass is an inch too long we're getting you out of here and i'm calling the cops on you but anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> you might not be far off on that. <laughs> the third level of well, actually, were people being like, apparently, workers in unions were what forced this five-day work week. And that wouldn't surprise me. Henry Ford and these other big business executives and owners really had no choice because um, these early forms of unions were really putting the choke on right. um on henry ford once again and in typical american history fashion jared we have then somehow it gets spun to the businessman henry ford decided when it clearly probably wasn't him yeah and a typical american history form i still don't really know what the full answer is to be honest with you I just yeah. told you three very distinct Twitter takes that I saw over the course of like two days. Yet I didn't do any research. <laughs> <laughs> right. Other well, than at least you're willing to admit that instead of <laughs> saying that your Twitter quote unquote knowledge was your research. Because some folks out there would say that. But I just love I just I just very much enjoyed the progression that that I saw on Twitter because because I really did find the shitting on of, of Henry Ford very enjoyable. It was hilarious to me. I was like, "This is <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god, this is so stupid." So I stupid. think I think at some point, Jared, we need to do like a well actually episode and find. I'm sure you could curate some really funny 
well, actually, it's from Twitter, and we could talk about him because that that might be a fun one. I could do it in the moment, probably. If I, I, right. I, I, I... <laughs> that might even need to be like a new podcast segment. Well, actually, <laughs> I think that'd probably be more entertaining that than actually, Chad's story time. But uh, that actually yeah. sounds like a great, um, like uh, John Oliver or like uh, who's the other Trevor who's Noah? This? Yes, thank you, Trevor Noah mm-hmm. segment. Uh, where they where they could do it both ways, where they make fun of people's wrong well actuallys, or where they do the well actually, probably right. making fun of people is more funny. But you could also probably learn more <laughs> from I don't right. know. But anyway, listen, I'm not a TV writer. I don't get and, and for a good reason. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was a perfect example of cult of ignorance, and I went through the whole I went through the whole sort of. Roller coaster of emotions with Twitter, just in my lurking, normal <laughs> lurking fashions of like, yeah, f that guy. It's like, oh yeah, man, no, he really, really saved the work week. And it's like, yeah, of course he didn't do it, <laughs> right? But he got credit for it, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, Jared, your um, your um, kind of top of the show talk has kind of spurred me into our shout out today. So I would like to give a shout out. My shout out is we've talked about this topic before with Japan, but now I need to give a shout out as well to our brothers and sisters in Iceland because Iceland Jared has tested the 4-day work week and employees Ooh. excuse me employees were more productive and happier according to researchers. Hmm, figure me that Jared, you work less <laughs> But you become more productive and more happy. Yeah. So here we go. Several large-scale trials of a four-day work week in Iceland were an overwhelming success, with many workers shifting to shorter hours without affecting their productivity and in some cases improving it in what researchers called, and I quote, groundbreaking evidence for the efficacy of working time reduction. Some of the trial's key findings showed that a shorter work week translated into increased well-being of employees, among a range of indicators from stress and burnout to health and work-life balance, which we don't really understand in America, by the way, these issues have become more pressing as results of burnout among employees around the world have risen following more than a year of a pan- of pandemic-related stress and deteriorated mental health. Hold on, hold on, also, hold on, hold on. folks... Yep. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, what are you about to say? What are you about to say? Also, folks, please, if you, if you have insurance or even if you don't and you can find someone to talk to if you have any um issues related to stress and mental health please reach out and and talk to somebody um because you know i've been seeing a therapist for a little while and it has been instrumental to help my own mental health um and i would say i'm in a fairly decent place and i know people have been struggling with this pandemic so please you're in a fairly get out decent there and talk place to somebody has that been I, your your psychologist has has said this to you just because I don't know I've seen differently. Uh, well, actually, actually, yes, he has. Uh, well, he used the term blessed. Blessed. I, I would say decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He Bl- said I was in a very blessed. Hashtag position. blessed. Or oh, just yeah. blessed. Of course. Of course. Hashtag okay. blessed. Of course. Listen here, because you know You're a sixty-year-old man is definitely going to use hashtag blessed for sure, Jared. Mm. Um, but yeah. Pray hands. Um, before, but real quick, before this turns into mm-hmm. a um, story time. Before we're just, I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of the um, four-day work week makes perfect sense to me. You know, we, you, and I went to college. A lot of people have. And we've both experienced that the vast majority of people there, probably myself included, I can't speak for you, um, perform their best in procrastination 
situations. <laughs> when you're in a situation when you ha- where you where you just where you're forced to compress the work down, the work is the same, but you're like, okay, now I know what my time period is, and really. It would not surprise me, especially in this work from home time, where I fully believe that for the most part, um, uh, effi- or like uh, wor- you know, efficiency of work, work productivity, I should say, hasn't changed. That I would argue that there's probably there's probably still like six to seven hours of a day wasted in a work week. Yeah. So. It, so it's very easy. So I feel like if people know what that what that time frame is, it's very easy to just compress that down and just and just essentially eliminate the procrastination for the workers <laughs> and be like, this is the time you have to finish the same amount of work, and you'll do it because then you'll have more free time, you know? Yeah. And and you're pro- and if we're all being honest with each other, we're probably wasting a good five to seven hours a week anyway just uh, by working mm-hmm. from home and still being just as productive as when we were in the office right so yeah i think i, I, I think agree with you I, it makes perfect sense to me and i think that i could easily be at the exact same work productivity that i am now with a four-day work week yeah i, I mean i i agree with but you but i as bet well. you but i could imagine also like the like big whatever corporation being like well if we cut it down then you know, almost slippery slope style. Who who's to say you know in a decade they're not going to be like, why are we here four days a week? Why not just make it? We should three? do three. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that would be great. And then it, exactly. Then it's the three four situation. We were. I mean, listen. Right. That's what I want. I'm I'm the I'm not big corporation, <laughs> but I could just see them. I could just see that slippery slope logic being applied to it, or even just like those right. people that aren't big whatever, but still talk like they are. You know. Like the people that are so concerned about certain levels of taxation, where it's like, yeah, but you make thirty five thousand dollars a year. This is not your concern of of of, of um, taxing those that make over uh, one billion at whatever percent. <laughs> right, definitely, for sure, for sure. Well, yeah. So that that is actually my shout out, though, Jared. Uh, so shout out to Iceland. I yeah. think uh, Iceland. I think we need I think more said a different country earlier. No, Iceland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mentioned Japan. It was either Microsoft or Sony in Japan tried this out, and they saw kind of the same thing. And and I find that interesting because we all know the stereotype in Japan is like you see pictures of these poor, you know, workers and business executives like falling asleep standing up on the subway because they work themselves to death mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, Jared, I think you know what time it is, though. That's right. It's some time for some untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. We are your tried-and-true, certified, untranslatable professionals to decipher these for you. And hopefully Jared will get us started today with a good untranslatable. Sure, Chad. I have um, two untranslatables, as usual, and they're Vietnamese. They're both Vietnamese. And... um, they're both two worders for, I would say, very common things in just in the world. Just keep that. In oh, mind. cool. Keep that in mind. All right. So the first one, um, the phonetic spelling that they have is interesting because it's. Let me just daulong, but the D has a line through the straight straight back part of the D straight back. Okay. 
Uh, you don't know what that. Do you know what that term means? Straight no. back? Oh, of course not. All right. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, it's another untranslatable for another day, but I, I but uh, I won't give it to you today. Um, so Dao Long, and it's uh, hurt bowels. Hurt bowels? Yeah, to have hurt. Is that bowels. when you have diarrhea? No, that's a little obvious. No, now isn't it, okay. Chad? That's true. Usually, untranslatables aren't that obvious. Sometimes they are, but not usually. But I just, I wouldn't even consider hurt that uh, untranslatable at that point. If you say that's you have true. hurt bowels and it's because of diarrhea, that's just life. That's not an untranslatable. That's reality. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hurt bowels, man. Uh, I mean, that's a very colorful uh, and very uh, gives a lot of imagery. Uh, hurt bowels. It's an emotional feeling. It's an oh. emotion. Hurt bowels. Is that when the only thing I'm thinking of is like when someone tells you something that like makes you so uncomfortable, you kind of like tighten up. Um, Think of something that makes you romantically uncomfortable. Oh, is it to have like butterflies in your stomach? I would say the ex- exact opposite. <laughs> oh, the exact so it's like opposite. when your stomach is like twisted and you're like, like you have that you have that like that bad gut feeling. I associate butterflies with the just falling in love very romantic stage so maybe fast forward two and a half to five ten years and you might have hurt bowels because you're no longer together oh so it's so it's come on chad i just gave it to you come on well it's it's to be heartbroken uh, oh, okay. why? Why do they go with hurt bowels? I feel like I have all the body parts you could pick for uh, to be heartbroken. <laughs> I guess hurt so. bowels. I guess. Okay, so. interesting. Interesting. All right, my first one, and actually all of mine today, Jared, are uh, um, Russian. Uh, and my first one for you is Smatretskvos Palci, mm. which Jolsta. means. <laughs> what does it mean? Shout out to David. Uh, <laughs> hey, Chad. Pajolsta. Tell me what it means. <laughs> it mean uh, doesn't pajalsta mean you're welcome? No, it means um, please. Well, it can mean please too. Um, uh, to look through how one's you, by fingers. The by the way, how dare you correct me? Uh, <laughs> wait, what's this one mean? Pasiba. That means uh, that means thank you. Okay. Okay. Yep. I mean, I know uh, to look, just to be clear. Right. Uh, to look through one's fingers is what this one literally means, Jared. Is, I mean, is that, I have the classic imagery of someone like covering their face, but then like splitting their fingers. It's like almost looking so, at an accident, something you don't want to see, but it's but it's hard to not look at. You know, I can't look. You know, away. that's. You know, this one. Yeah, the, this one's a little misleading because because I kind of thought that too, but that's not what this one means. Uh, is um, that like um, to? I mean, why? So say you're watching a scary movie, Jared, mm-hmm. and then you put your fingers up. But instead of looking through your fingers, you know, maybe to help you, I would say you might be looking at your fingers. Why do you look at your fingers? To not see what's on this TV screen? Mm-hmm. Because you're afraid. To be afraid. To look through your fingers is to be afraid. Moving on. No, <laughs> not quite. Um, um, do you want me to give you an example or just give you the untranslatable? Just give it to me because I don't trust your example. To no ignore offense. or to no turn, offense, we actually. would say offense. to turn a blind eye is what oh, we would say. Yeah, see, I'm glad you gave me, you just gave me the answer. To turn a blind eye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
Um, I feel like you could have gotten creative with the with the example on that, but anyway, my next untranslatable is Vietnamese, <laughs> and this is another interesting uh, phonetic spelling thing. It has the house clavicle uh, circumflex over top of the O, but then, I think that might be a, like a tonal thing, maybe. But then I there's also on top of that, there is. Uh, um, another, you know, like in Spanish or in French, I guess they have like the accent An on top accent of it. symbol? Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's both. So okay. it's just like sot rot. And then under the second O, there's a T. There's mm-hmm. a, excuse, under the second O, there's a dot. Maybe it's a short one sot with the dot? rot. Fever intestines. Once again, remember. Jeez, now, now, hold on, hold, really on go- hold on, hold on, hold uh-huh. on. Remember, before we started this, I told you both of these are emotions. Right. So you already just ruined and, the and first common one. common everyday things, right. Common emotions. Okay, common now, emotions. Now, the literal is uh, fever intestines. So does this one have butterfly in your, uh, butterflies in your stomach? Yes, it does, Chad. Yes! It means to be nervous slash anxious yes. or have butterflies in your stomach. Yeah, okay. okay. There you go. Nice. I like that one. I was hoping you just get more body parts. We just cover the whole human body with these Vietnamese untranslatables. We got bowels and intestines. You're starting to stress me out with these untranslatables. I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know if I can handle right? it. Uh, okay, my, my last one for you today, Jared, is also uh, Russian. Stroit zamki is piska. Which means to build sandcastles. Piscas fish, by the way. In, in oh, in, in what Spanish, French, in it, Russian. No, sorry, I just wanted to confidently correct you, like you did me with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Sorry, can you give me the literal again? To build sandcastles. Is that like to? I mean, is it the same as like the English or untranslatable as like building like weak relationships? Castles made of sand. I'm thinking nope. of the Jimi Hendrix song. Nope. That is a great song, by the yeah, way. That is a no. great song. Uh, well, well, think about this, Jared. Um, would you say that in most places in Russia you can build sand castles? Is it possible to do that? Uh, is there lots of sand in Russia? Yeah, probably. No, I mean, I know the answer is no, but I feel like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, where there are beaches or lakes, probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize you meant, is there sand every place except for where there are beaches or lakes? Sorry, I didn't. You should have clarified. <laughs> I should have. That's my bad. Yeah. Is there a lot of sand anywhere in the world where there are a lot of beaches or lakes, Jared? <laughs> well, in that case, no. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. My ignorance is showing, Chad. So let what's your point you example. What's your point let here me, let, about Russia? Let me, let me give you not. I'll, I imagine Russia has a shit ton of sand. Russia is gigantic. So they, that's true. Be, I can't confidently be like, no, they don't have any sand. <laughs> that's true. Well, let me let me give you an example, Jared. Um, so you tell me, you know what, Chad? I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy myself a McMansion, and yeah, I'm gonna get. That. I'm gonna get a Rari and a Lambo, mm. and I'm going to do this in six months. And I would say. Because, because you know, in this case, I, I have a Russian accent, Jared. I would say, "Well, Jared, what mm-hmm. are you? What do you mean? I think you are you are going to build sandcastles." Uh oh, is this like it's unsustainable, or it's like you're building? It's just like it's it's not not possible. even unsustainable. It's not possible. There we go. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. 
There we go. It's impossible. I Something's gotcha. impossible. Just to be clear, yeah. I typed in Russian beaches in Google, and there are plenty of uh, examples of Russian beaches. So. <laughs> uh, I'm to say Sorry there's for no saying Russian, Russian is a bold right. but yeah, statement. It means to be impossible or to have unrealistic hopes. Chad, <laughs> doing this podcast with you is like building sandcastles in Russia. Building sandcastles in Russia. What's the What's the literal? Just to build sandcastles. Oh. Okay, I got you. I got you. To build sandcastles. Well, Jared, let's get to our main topic today, which is uh, the cult of ignorance in the U.S. And the way, I want to start. Before you start, uh-huh. king of segues. You're just going to go over the, the. I mean, cult of ignorance is just a whole, uh, whole beach filled of sandcastles getting knocked over by high tide. Um, That's fair. Uh, and uh, sorry, I, I just, there was that. Segway. I'm surprised Mr. Segway just ignore the Segway. But anyway, what are you about to say? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I've kind of given up on my Segways, Jared, because you always shit on them. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's going to be good, start. I wouldn't shit on it. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, Anyways, it's called I, constructive criticism, Chad, by the way. That's fair. Do you not get constructive uh, cons- criticism constructive. at work? Is that how you uh, treat it? Yeah, well, my actually, boss shit on me. Uh, apparently, I don't <laughs> give my assignments so enough time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I want to get us started, though, with today's topic, Jared, with some Chad story time. So so go ahead and hit that. But this is a Chad story time. Thank you, Jared. So so today's episode was inspired by um, an American writer named Isaac Asimov. And he actually wrote an article, Jared, called A Cult of Ignorance. Now, before you get into this, Mm -hmm. I know where this is. I'm familiar with this dude. When I, um, I had an English class one time. Let's go back to, uh, a little bit. And I um, referenced someone in my English paper. And my English teacher essentially deducted points because she was like, you don't really know who this person is. You just found, you just Googled whatever and found this person mm-hmm. and used this person as if, you know, as if. And she didn't like that. And I asked that to say, um, do you actually know who Isaac blah, blah, blah is? Or did you just Google Cult of Ignorance a couple hours before this podcast and see his name? So, no. As I said, Jared, this episode was inspired by the article written by Isaac Asimov. Okay. Second question. That I came across weeks ago. Okay. Okay. That was gonna be my second question. Before you get into this article, we're gonna get to Chad's. And I know the time. I know the listeners are so mad at me for uh, delaying Chad's but we'll story get to time. <laughs> I love that drop. <laughs> uh, because my f- first question was going to be, did you learn about uh, the term "cult of ignorance" in your high school media literacy class? I did not. I I'm or, surprised I didn't actually, because this would totally be. Something we would have talked so about. So you just um, Google, you just Google like a uh, media literacy. No, I or, like. Uh, sorry, I, I just wonder how you stumble upon this guy. Who is this guy? So I, you don't, I you're stumbled, not on social media like me. You don't. Well, I, stum- <laughs> stumble I stumbled upon, upon it actually through it was it was um it was some podcast I don't remember um some podcast I was watching on YouTube and they referenced this guy and they mm. referenced also a book um, by. Um, oh, what's his first name? Hofstadter is the guy's last name. Oh, Stephen. Um, uh, um, no, uh, uh, no, I, I don't know. But anyways, uh, let me let me get to this article here, Jared. A Cult of Ignorance by Isaac Asimov. Um, so here we go. Uh, Steve Hofstadter is a comedian, just to be clear. 
So oh, okay, okay. I didn't totally. I'm not totally come one out comedian nowhere. I am not familiar with. So here we go, Jared. Uh, if you want to hit that drop one more time, just to Sorry, set the scene, I appreciate it. Story time. Richard Hofstetter. Thank you. Uh, a Cult of Ignorance by Isaac Asimov. It's hard to quarrel with that ancient justification of the free press, America's right to know. It seems almost cruel to ask ingenuously, ingenuously, sorry, America's right to know what? Science? Mathematics? Economics? Foreign languages? None of these things. Uh, of course, in fact, one might well suppose that the popular feeling is that Americans are a lot better off without any of that tripe. There is a cult of ignorance in the United States, and there always has been. The, str- uh, the strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life Nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. I feel like he could have just ended the article there, Jared. Uh, Mic drop right there. Politicians have routinely striven to speak the language of Shakespeare and Milton as ungrammatically as possible in order to avoid offending their audiences by appearing to have gone to school. Thus... Adlai Stevenson, who incautiously allowed intelligence and learning and wit to peep out of his speeches, found the American people flocking to a presidential candidate who invented a version of the English language that was all his own and that has been uh, the despair of satirists ever since. George Wallace, in his speeches, had as one of his prime targets the pointy-headed professor, and with what a roar of approval, that phrase was always greeted by his pointy-headed audience. Buzzwords. Now we have a new slogan on the part of obscurantists. Don't trust the experts. I feel like this applies to today as well, Jared. Don't trust the experts. Ten years ago, it was don't trust anyone over 30. But the shouters of that slogan found that the inevitable alchemy of the calendar converted them to the untrustworthiness of over 30, and apparently they determined never to make that mistake again. Don't trust the experts is absolutely safe. Nothing, neither the passing of time nor exposure to information will convert these shouters to experts in any subject that might conceivably be useful. We have a new buzzword too. For any For anyone who admires competence, knowledge, learning, and skill, and who wishes to spread it around, people like that are called elitists. That's the funniest buzzword ever invented because people who are not members of the intellectual elite don't know what an elitist is or how to pronounce the word. As soon as someone shouts elitist, it becomes clear that he or she is a closet elitist who is feeling guilty about having gone to school. All right, then. Forget my ingenious question, my ingenuous question, sorry. America's right to know does not include knowledge or of elitist subjects. America's right to know involves something we might express vaguely as what's going on. America has the right to know what's going on in the courts, in the Congress, and in the White House, in industrial councils and regulatory agencies, in labor unions, and in the seats of the mighty generally. Very good. I'm for that too, but how are you going to let the people know all that? Grant us a free press. 
and a corp of in- independent and fearless investiga- investigative re- uh, reporters comes the cry, and we can be sure that the people will know. Yes, provided they can read. As it happens, reading is one of those elitist subjects I have been talking about, and the American public, by and large, in their distrust of experts and in their contempt for pointy-headed professors, can't read and don't read. To be sure, the average American can sign his name more or less legibly, I'm more of the uh, illegible sort (laughs) myself, and can make out uh, the sports headlines. But how many non-elitist Americans can, without undue difficulty, read as many as a thousand consecutive words of small print, some of which may be trisyllabic? Moreover, the situation is growing worse. Reading scores in the schools decline steadily. The highway signs, which used to represent elementary misreading signs, go slow, X-road for like a crossroad, are steadily becoming replaced by little pictures to make them internationally legible and incidentally to help those uh, who know how to drive a car but not being seen as a pointed-headed professor. Again, in television commercials, there are frequent printed messages. Well, keep your eyes on them, and, the, and you'll find out that, the, that no advertiser ever believes that anyone but an occasional elitist can read that print. To ensure that more than this Mandarin minority gets the message, every word of it spoken out loud by the announcer. All right, I'm going to end it there because that pretty much covers... Uh, what I think is apropos to today's episode. I mean, there's more you can, if you just Google A Cult of Ignorance by Isaac Asimov, um, check it out. But there are a couple points in this article, Jared, that I thought would be a good springboard for our discussion today. Number one is um, obviously elitism and this idea that, you know, um, that I think is one big uh, contributor to A Cult of Ignorance. Uh, Number two is obviously schools, literature, learning in general. Um, and also one other one that I thought we should discuss today as well is this idea of business, right? I think that in the U.S., business and money are, to a lot of people, kind of the most important thing out there, right? Um, and so uh, it's more important, I think, for a lot of folks to um, admire people who are rich, regardless of how smart they are or not smart, um, instead of trying to figure out what they could learn from these people in order to get there. Um, so that's kind of how I wanted to start today. But what are your thoughts, Jared, on a cult of ignorance and anti-intellectualism in America? What are my thoughts? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, what I do you think even, contributes uh, to it? Uh, social media, probably. Um, society wants to. Society wants to stay. I would say, people prefer to stay dumb. It makes life easier. Uh, rather sure. than confronting reality. Ignorance is bliss. And then also yep. I would say both uh, a lot of businesses and uh, like governments also benefit from their people being ignorant. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Why, why is that, Jared? Why would businesses and governments kind of quote-unquote profit from you know people being ignorant and kind of staying dumb? Well, Chad, I'm glad you asked. This is why governments and businesses would benefit from people staying uh, dumb, money, uh, control. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What is this? A, a classroom chat? I, why, <laughs> why are you quizzing me like this? Because <laughs> now it just highlights my ignorance that you're quizzing me like this. I feel like I'm in a classroom right now, and I'm almost getting anxious that I'm getting this answer answer wrong. 
Do I, do I, you're not getting it wrong. <laughs> You've said a lot of good things already. Um, did I, uh, did I give you, um, sore bowel, uh, what was the term again, Jared? Sore bowels? Did I break your heart? <laughs> no, uh, you gave me, uh, fever intestines. You made me nervous and anxious. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, no, you're yeah, but we're no, not wrong. Hurt bowels is to be heartbroken, but you didn't break my heart. <laughs> oh, that okay. Well, good. Yeah, because that, that is certainly not my goal of today's episode, no, Jared, or, or in general. No, you did not break my heart, but you made me very nervous and anxious. I feel like I'm in a classroom and I'm supposed to answer a question like we prepared this, and I don't have that answer for you. That's right. Jared made eye contact with the teacher. That was his first mistake. I like having conversations, Chad. <laughs> I don't like I don't like dispensing information like we have it, especially in, in an episode where we're specifically talking about ignorance. And then you're going to put me on the spot and ask me this question like I have some sort of answers, like I, I'm about to drop some knowledge on people, when I'm just going to sound as stupid as everyone else that would answer this question, regardless of who that person is. I th- I think you're making a lot of bold assumptions there, buddy. But <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, definitely business. It just what, to me, what, it's really what kind of bold assumptions. Well, I think there's a lot of people that wouldn't wouldn't even be able to realize that it's you know, governments. Why governments would want this? Why businesses would want this? Mm. Um, I could easily see conservative, very very conservative people out there being like, well, no, people people in business want smart people working for them because they can. They can make more innovations in the company. I would disagree. Okay. I mean, government's obvious. There's there's attacks on going both ways all the time regarding government. So it's right. easy to, to see how these conservatives would be like, well, these politicians are ignorant, much like it would be easy to see how a, uh, a, a liberal person would do that because um, um, they're both right to a certain extent, and they're both wrong to a certain extent. Um, but... Um, you sound like me. <laughs> I do, and I don't even like that I did that. As I was saying that, I'm like, ugh, <laughs> gross. Because uh, I, I hate that. I, I, but I'll say that I'll, I'll say I'm not going to say it's even though. I'll say I'll say they both have levels of correctness. But I'm I, I don't agree with you in the sense where it's like they're just as bad as I don't agree with that in the slightest. But I would say that there is ignorance on both sides. That's undeniable. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But in business. Obviously, there, there's the there's the picture of um, of like uh, conservatives love business and that's what moves society and how dare you put any uh, restraint on it. But we've also seen a number of ignorant um, sort of ignorant cults of ignorance regarding business with Nike, with Starbucks. Mm-hmm. With uh, uh, those are the two that come to my head. Right Better get me my, my Christmas cups. Jared. Exactly the war on Christmas, which we've talked about. Nike <laughs> right. supporting that was a fun one. Nike supporting uh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Nike supporting right. um, Serena uh, Williams. Um, Nike making um, the uh, like the hijab swimming suit. We've seen plenty of business-based cult of ignorance, and the best part about the conservative ignorance when it comes to these sort of business examples is there's also so many examples of uh, conservative-based protest involving buying all other shit and then burning it. Where it's yeah. like, listen, the business, is, the business is out of the transaction once you've given them the money. You can do exactly. whatever you want with the product after they've already gotten the money for the product. Right. <laughs> right. Like this Burn is how it, business write works. On it, rip it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, exactly. They're not bothered. Exactly. Because to get that product, you had to buy it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but yeah. So um, I, I disagree is what I was saying. And those are my examples okay. of why I disagree, Chad. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I do think, though, that 
you know, one of the big problems, well, it's a blessing and a curse, really, in the U.S. is that, I mean, money in business is is numero uno. And I mean, I'm not saying it's not in other countries as well, because it certainly obviously is important. You need, you need, you know, a strong economy if you want to hopefully move society forward yeah. to a lot of degrees. I hear you. But... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. But the problem is, is that I think... If we really want to move our society forward, especially for the younger generations, money doesn't solve all problems. Yes, it helps a lot of things. I'm not trying to say it doesn't. But if you have a lot of money, but you don't have the knowledge to know how to handle that money and what to do with that money, um, you know, you're eventually you're going to hit a, a sticking point. And um, I'm I confused. Think that what are you talking US- about? Well, I'm, I'm confused on what you're saying. There are plenty of dumb rich people. We're very familiar. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm lost. Sorry. Well, so what what I mean here, Jared, is that money alone is not going to get you as far as you could get if you had money and education. But uh, in I don't the think US, money, I don't think money gets you anywhere regarding ignorance or, or not. I mean, it can if you want it to, but I think it starts within. I don't. I don't think. I don't think your ignorance level can easily, obviously, be influenced by money. Money is the easiest way to gain more knowledge is by you know buying information and education but i don't think that has really anything to do with someone's ignorance level i think a lot of it is more to do with someone's willingness to learn and i think that people's lack of willingness to learn and to stay ignorant is really a defense mechanism and yeah it's and people are trying to and people don't want to deeply analyze why they are who they are, why they've gotten to where they've gotten, why society is in the place that it is, is right now, especially if everything is working for that person. There's no real benefit in, in rocking the boat, testing the waters, you know? And right. um, I, I, don't even, I don't even know. I, sometimes, no, you I know, agree with you. No, I think you're making some really good points. I know, I know, I know. But I just have to control myself sometimes. I don't, you know, because I have some some feelings here that I don't think people can handle. And by people, I mean you. <laughs> well, let's hear them. I want to hear them. <laughs> Especially if you say shit like that, you have to finish your thoughts now. <laughs> no, no, I'm just shit talking. Because um, I really, cause, because I feel like, no. Um, but yeah, it really is just a defense mechanism, you know? And this this really gets turbocharged with social media because it's mm-hmm. so easy to sort of fall into your little bubble of what you believe to be true and just get forced by that information. Chamber. Yep. Echo chamber is one word for it, another word for it. Confirmation bias. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Is another common term. These feel like these feel like modern terms to me. Confirmation bias feels like a modern term to me. What? what, what sorry, what was the term you said? Echo chamber. Echo chamber feels like a. Actually, echo chamber. I feel like is more modern. I'd I feel say. like they're both. They both feel like modern terms to me. You know, because I feel like it's a lot harder to get into these sort of echo chambers and confirmation. Excuse me, a lot easier to get into these echo chambers and confirmation biases in modern in the modern world, where it's a lot easier to be like uh, the vaccine causes you to grow a third and fourth foot. And and you just type that in the Google, and it'll, you'll find a lot right. of posts about how that's true or whatever, you know. Or if you're Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, you got yeah. some. Stop big talking about his afterwards. flat tire, please. <laughs> <laughs> this man's just trying to live his life, okay? Right. <laughs> One thing I want to add, though, too, Jared. Uh, jokes aside, I think another reason why people 
tend to stay. By the way, don't say jokes their... aside to me because I'm not pushing them aside. But continue, please. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. I, I reject that well, statement. Well, one thing, one thing that is also, I think, almost kind of too obvious and almost not worth mentioning, but I'm not going to mention it anyways, is it's easier to stay ignorant. Like, it's hard to really do some legitimate research and take a look at yourself and say to yourself, wow, maybe I was actually wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to just continue to, you know, live with your confirmation bias. It's, it's less work. It's easier. You don't have to, to do very clear. much thinking. We're not ignorant. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. I'm not ignorant to the fact that this happens on all levels, by the way. Right. Because we in the past have had conversations about various people in our lives, whether it be family members or friends, that have done stuff that we don't agree with, yet we don't call them out on it. And, and, and that perpetuates this sort of cult of ignorance where you, one, not you, obviously, but yes, you at the same time, one witnesses <laughs> something that we consider to be ignorant or, or uh, you know, just not something that you wouldn't respect. But it's like, but I'm going to let it go kind of thing. We've all let it go. And I think right. that's just a, that's it's just all a contributing factor, you know, and it's all. I'm going to be honest with you, especially if you feel like what the person did was wrong and you let it go. I've done it plenty of times as a black person, especially as a black person like me that grew up surrounded by white people. You're constantly just letting stuff go and thinking mm-hmm. about it for the rest of your life and being like, should I let that go? I can't believe I let that go. And uh, especially if you're still friends with the person, um, it, it's just a constant. And and. and it's both. Listen, I have to protect myself. I'm not here. I, I'm not here to to. Uh, but at the same time, it, you, there's this slight little bit bit of like in, like recognition, at least for me, and I imagine for a lot of people that you're that that there's that's my little contribution to this cult of ignorance. Right. Yeah. I mean, we all contribute, and 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 you know. No action is certainly a contribution in that regard. Everyone's for trying sure. to protect themselves. Chad? Yeah? Now, nothing will ever top a Chad story time. <laughs> and that one was, I mean, this is that might only be the third or fourth, but that was a record. That was impressive. But Jared almost fell asleep, people. I saw him. <laughs> I was awake. I was taking it in. I was I was really taking it in. And I, I was shocked that you stopped. I was a little bummed you weren't taking notes. That's what I thought you'd be doing. This is what I asked for. I have mental notes, Chad. My brain is powerful. Um, That's fair. I um, this is what I asked for. I'm asked you. Can we just transform this podcast into a um, Chad story time? <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit, we're doing it. This is it. I thought that was right? it. I thought the I thought I was done for the episode. I'm not even kidding. Um, but just in case, I'm always prepared with a uh, banger knock out of the park. Jared's list. Oh, perfect. I got a list as well, so I'd love to Is it talk a Chad's about list? Compare. It's it's my own personal one. You inspired me oh, so much from God. our toxic masculinity Chad. episode. I have gotten rid of internet lists. This is from the dome. Um, and you wrote it down? Stuff. Yeah. Chad, this is this it's, is really a groundbreaking. I mean, you can't episode. see it cuz of my cuz of my <laughs> background, but it's right here, buddy. It's right here. I, I'm getting emotional right now. I, this is a groundbreaking Jared, episode. You can't, you can't cry. We're both men <sighs> here, true. Jared. We know. We know. <laughs> Sorry, I had to slap yeah, myself in the face a little there. bit, remind <laughs> myself to be a man. Um, That's right. So you you wanted to talk about the U.S. 
I can do that, yep. Chad. I got a list for everything here, here on this side. Perfect. You want to do global? I can do it. You want to do U.S.? I can do it. But I would say U.S. is perfect because that's what we know, and I always prefer that we talk right. about what we know. And for sure. you also, by the way, Chad, loves nothing more than to remind the world by the world, I mean the three people that listen to this, that um, <laughs> America's got it all wrong. I think now we've grown it to four, Jared, but still. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. We need to celebrate. I didn't realize that. Uh, we need to Why get a cake or something. Why do you think I got my beer today, Jared? It's a celebration. <laughs> I just have a Verner's. I didn't realize we were celebrating. I- I've gotten into a bad place in my life where I- every time I go to uh, Meyer, I can't help myself but buy Verner's for no reason. I don't need Verner's in my life. It's just soda, but it's so good. Oh, God. First of all, Jared, it's pop. First That's of true. All. If I'm talking about Verner's, you can't really say soda because it only exists right. really in states where they say pop. <laughs> yep. yep. Anyway, um, some great examples of, of cults of ignorance that have mm-hmm. just been ingrained into the United States. Now, Chad, I want you to start, please. Yes. I'm so glad you're letting me start because... I'm going to take this one right out of your playbook, Jared. I think one of the biggest, uh, I like the where your biggest, hugest, mm-hmm. hugest, because that's totally a word. The As biggest I said, the most example. Ir- two consecutive most <laughs> ironic episodes we've ever had. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, man. The, the, the first thing that I thought of, actually, in terms of cult of ignorance, Jared, is slavery. Mm. Like, slave owners took it upon themselves to, they didn't want slaves to learn how to read and write. They wanted to keep them dumb because, you know, they didn't want them to, yeah. you know, God forbid if they actually, you know, learned how to read and write, could communicate more clearly, they could band together and form uprisings and do all sorts of stuff that's bad for business, bad for them personally, all of that stuff. So, you know, so it's slavery. Because mm-hmm. now in modern time, it's um, essentially impossible. Eh, eh, let me put it this way. It's, um, it's hard to limit the education potential of an adult black person. So the idea of stopping them from learning about their own history is really hard if if a, if a, anyone is interested in learning about that, black, white, whatever. You know, if anyone's interested in learning right. about the real history of the U.S., it's very hard to stop them. Um, like what you're talking about. During the slave times, there were conceited efforts put into place to prevent black people from getting educated. And if there were signs of, of, of like secret... Edu- uh, secret, uh, you know, setups of black people trying to educate themselves, they'd be severely injured. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Modern yep. history, in modern times, you can't really do that. But we were talking recently, um, I don't even remember, oh, what what uh, students should be learning. What we see oh, yeah, in modern times, episode. I would say since the civil rights era has really been um, happening, um, by modern era, <laughs> modern U.S. era, I was listening between slavery and no slavery, no slavery time. It really, I feel like there's a lot of focus on on keeping that sort of knowledge out of schools in general. So there's a lot yep. of like you yep. can't you're you're gonna make like what we talked about with CRT. You're making my kids feel guilty for being white. You're making my kids feel like they're bad people or like like their family is bad are, are bad people. And it's, I would say it's the same sort of goal, but they ha- but you have to attack it from a different way because you can't really stop sure. people of color from learning about history in modern times. 
even right. though there's still, uh, to be fair, there's still conceded efforts to stop that as far as funding to certain locations. So oh, absolutely. I'm not saying absolutely. I'm not saying it's not I'm, I'm not saying that's not happening or that they don't try to make it happen. But I'm saying for an adult, let's say it's very hard to prevent a, an adult from learning, you know, whatever it is they want to learn. Um, right. So I would agree with you, but I would expand it from slavery, and I'm glad. You started with slavery because I'd explain it to racism, but obviously racism in the U.S. at least starts with slavery. Um, right. So yeah, I'd, I my put racism isn't an issue as my sort of U.S. you know ignorance ingrained because y- you see so many times in in um, like like there's such a effort not only to not educate but to be like racism's not a problem anymore and i you see so many of these black people it makes me so mad like like candace owens and terrence k williams c c c c uh um you see so many of these um like um like like the conservatives eat up who's the other one i think it's tim scott is another one he's a popular one uh these days these conservatives eat up these black people telling the world that racism isn't an issue you know and it's like look right they said it so it must be true you know um and it makes me so mad and 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 there's such a strong sort of goal from such a huge portion of society and just to be clear i don't think this is a conservative uh not conservative thing i think it's probably more prevalent on the conservative side but i don't think it's Mm -hmm. I, i think this idea of racism not being an issue is not a conservative or liberal issue i think this is a societal cult of ignorance societal you know what i mean i mean white issue overall this this belief that racism isn't real or isn't as big of an issue as and and and, you know i it bothers me so much because i hear it so much with people being like but look there's always this need to to especially when when racism is talked about there's always this need to make it clear uh how much we've progressed you know, where it's like, but that's not the point. Right. You know? Right. They, how about we talk about how much we could have progressed if there wasn't so much, uh, so so many societal and political and, and you know, like, uh, I, I don't know, uh, business roadblocks in the way, you know? Right. Because Th- that's probably yeah. a lot more than how much we have progressed. And so there's always this like, but it's not as bad as that needs to be clarified. So I agree with you. Started with slavery and it's that's still- That's a straw man argument too right there, I'd say. Sure. Sure. And it's an easy argument because even for it's an easy argument, even someone like me who doesn't believe that sort of um, that doesn't believe at all that sort of argument that racism is no longer an issue and doesn't exist. I'm not I don't think I'm smart enough. I still think I'm contributing to the ignorance in a certain extent because I don't think I have the knowledge or history to properly. like debunk that other than the fact that i inherently know and i could probably name like one or two sort of vague ideas though you know like not even like i can't list off anything that can be like you like indisputable fact probably and i but uh and so like i don't think like just another example of how i'm still contributing to it because there's plenty of knowledge out there even about the things that directly impact me uh on a day-to-day basis that i'm not actively learning about which um because it's easier not to you know even though it affects me that's so yeah that's one let's move on because i could talk about this forever um do you want to give me another one 
I'm enjoying. Sure. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I, sure. See, you already gave me one, and I'm I'm already in love with Chad's You're eating list. it up. Yes, you're eating it up. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Oh well, I have to. I have I to say, like Jared, Superman thank you for the in inspiration. The <laughs> <laughs> um. Or Batman in his dark black bat cave. <laughs> Anyways, my next one for you is um, just the fact that a lot of people associate like education with elitism like if you like like you know i live in a small town there are a lot of people that i've talked to that i went to high school with like well it ha- it's been a while but uh before covid there were a lot of people i talked to and they kind of like they're like oh well look at you mr fancy travel abroad and and speaks all these languages and it's like i never did this to flex on y'all i did this because i wanted to experience the world experience life learn new things and when yeah. you when you have the perspective, that's not of, why I learned German. Just to be clear, I just I didn't have a choice. <laughs> well, you had to, yeah. You, you you did have a choice, but but I just find it so funny that it's like in so many other countries in the world, education is associated with success in life. You know, getting yeah. education so you can become successful. And in our country, I think people more buy into this rags to riches story, and people do buy into Jared. The one type of intellectualism that people do buy into is street smarts. Right. But then book smarts, you know, we call people geeks and nerds and we rag on them, but we shit on them. Mm -hmm. I would argue that what is more important than education in in the U.S. is success. Yeah. And I would say to the point where some of the most popular success stories that any American, let's say our age and, and older, I don't know what's going on with these children these days, can can reference Bill Gates uh Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. all these people right. dropping out of college to start their their business in their garage or whatever or you know or the exam- or you know like Jeff Bezos, you know, starting his little um you know shitty office. Um right. Uh you know, it, it's it's not even the it's not even the fact that it has nothing to do with I, I honestly it's it's for some of these people like like um Bill Gates or whatever, and I don't know some of these various other people. I don't know. Did Mark Zuckerberg? He didn't graduate, did he? I don't know. I have no idea. But we all know Bill know. Gates didn't. That's a very popular right. story that everyone is familiar with. The story that oh, he dropped out of Harvard to start uh, Microsoft out of his garage or whatever is a common story, I'd imagine. And it's like the 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 impressive part is that he for he forwent. How did, what's the past tense of forego? For. Let's do. For, we are right, so foregone. Foregone. I but, think, but, but I he didn't foregone to say he don't say he foregone college. Sorry, right, hold on, hold on. But don't look it up. Remember last time we skipped. did this with Bear, and I got that one <laughs> right. right with Baird. Yeah. So for this one, I'm going to say forewent. Is that really what you're going to say? That sounds. So I'm going to say forewent. What are you going to say? Okay, foregone. So he foregone college. That's what you would say. I would. I would use it. I would probably use it in a different. I mean. I mean, that just sounds awkward any way I try to say it. But go ahead. Look it up. Let's see what it is. Okay. I'm going to laugh my ass off if it's to... for went because that sounds oh, terrible. Shit. Sorry. My... <laughs> the funny thing, though, too, is I, I love that people use the Bill Gates example. And it's like, not to sound like a, like an asshole here, but half of you that use that example are not even close to the intellectual level of Bill Gates. Like, were you developing like computer games as a kid? Yeah, like no, you probably weren't. <laughs> no, you know, like <laughs> no, I was no, 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 no. Um, so Chad, this is oh, according to Grammarly.com. 
God damn it. That's for when. You can it? just tell them God a smug it. attitude. Is that what you're saying? I can. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Let me just say this. I would, I, I, Bill Gates forewent his college education at um, Harvard in order to start Microsoft. In case you're, you're wondering, the past tense of you the You need verb... to become an English teacher, not me, clearly. <laughs> I was an AP English in high school. Listen, I'm about to be the biggest elitist ever regarding grammar. I went. I was in AP English in high school, and I had one of the biggest grammar sticklers I've ever witnessed in my life. And he, on a oh, regular basis, me at least him. a couple times he was a like week, PTSD from this guy. I feel like he would start every, almost every class with a grammar test, and it would be about ten to fifteen sentences with multiple mistakes. He doesn't say how much. Multiple mistakes. And if you miss one of those mistakes, you get the whole line wrong. And then you'd have to pass the test to either someone to your left, right, in front of you or behind you. They would grade it and then call out your score when they said your name. So just because of that, I can never be wrong again. Uh, I'm terrified. PTSD. Uh, it is forwent. Forwent. The past tense of the verb forego is forwent. They forwent the walk and decided to go straight home. The okay. past participle of forego is foregone, Chad. Oh, interesting. Okay. If you wanted to get healthier, you would have foregone cigarettes long ago. Would have foregone. Yeah, see? Yeah, okay. So my example didn't involve a past a participle. Voice. It just involved, this, right. I guess, whatever the basic past tenses. Past print? Yeah. Past part of? No, what? I don't know. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not just good at past, past tense yeah. form of the verb. But yeah. we're both right, yeah. Chad. So. Well, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take I'm it. I'm going to give myself two points and you one because I was right in okay. my own sentence, but That's you fair. weren't wrong. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway. Just give give you a little teaser, Listen, Jared. This is Squid Games. I would have been eliminated. I'm just trying to Anyways. eliminate a little bit of the irony in this episode about ignorance. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, ooh, can I give you a great example of um, ignorance that was in modern? Please this do. This was modern times, which, let's be honest, probably all starts back with slavery. Chad, how do you feel about... Uh, the Affordable Care Act. The idea you, uh, of all Americans getting affordable care. The Affordable oh, Care the, Act. Oh, is, oh, they call that Obamacare, don't they? Yeah, is yeah. Is that what some folks call it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do I feel? I mean, well, hasn't no, it no. just made That's everything more complicated? That's not the point. Not the point. Okay. okay. You missed the whole point. What's the point? Well, it made everything more complicated. Where'd you hear that from? Who told you that, well, d d didn't it? Didn't it make a lot of, like... Or not more complicated. Didn't it make some things more expensive? Because there was a point in time, Jared, where I was going to go what? on the uh, private insurance. More expensive. Okay. I don't know. This is a great example. Either way, of what's your point here? What's your point? I'm, I wish you would have gotten my point and not just... Uh, I just not knowing about politics, clearly. I know. It's just, your point. I, I just... <laughs> my head is hurting from the, from the irony. <laughs> because I don't think you know what you're talking about, but I don't either. My right. only point was there were plenty of examples during the time of the Affordable Care Act where there'd be like a man on the street thing of be like, how do you feel about the Affordable Care Act? And people are like, I love the idea of having affordable health care. And then they'd be like, how right. do you feel about Obamacare? And they're like, I'd hate that. And they'd be like, it's the same, <laughs> right. it's the same thing. Right. <laughs> but you don't, right. like, you don't like the person, so... When you hear that, you're programmed to immediately say, I don't like that. Uh, right. Yet, when you hear something that is uh, the same thing, that, but you don't realize it, but a legitimate good idea to have affordable health care in the United States, you're like, of course I want everyone to have affordable health care. Where it's like, well, this is the plan that's trying to make it happen, um, yet you're opposed to it at, at, every, at every, you know, no matter what, you know. And so you right. might say it was terrible, 
and that uh, Obama and his whole healthcare was a terrible idea. And by the way, Chad, I don't know what you're talking about when you say I always over-exaggerate things, um, especially your words. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> um, so you might say that it was a, a shit show Affordable Care Act or whatever, Obamacare. Um, but that's not the point. You know, the, the point is um, when this was a thing, um, it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't that it didn't seem like it was that people had any sort of um, disagreement that there was a huge issue with how um, our healthcare system worked in the U.S. But when there was an option put in front of them, the immediate response was, oh, this guy did it. His name's on it. Nah. You know, and so right. like we've already decided that yet. And so we've already decided to the point where whatever this person puts in front of it, us, it's not going to work. And so you say it, it didn't work, which might be the case. I don't know. I'll believe you. I'm ignorant. So I'm going to believe what another ignorant person <laughs> said. But that's not the point is that that because of this ignorance, because of this person was putting it uh, forth, there is no denying that there were roadblocks constantly and putting this forth and that there and that it right. wasn't just some sort of like joint effort uh and like some sort of like oh this is a great idea yes our healthcare system is a problem it's like no how dare you say this about our healthcare system because you said it um and because you're on the other side we have to be against you so that was my point so i'm glad you just injected a little more irony into the episode by explaining how it was a shit show yet not really knowing at all why it was a shit show right just reading somewhere at a headline that it was well no it wasn't even reading somewhere jared um it was from my own personal experience Mm. there was a point in time where i got lapsed in healthcare, so i saw i saw a little sign call this number for uh the affordable care act and and i would have paid i think it was like eight hundred dollars a month in healthcare. okay um i went with private insurance and it was 125 dollars well there you go so so that's yeah. why I vote Anyways. Republican only exclusively <laughs> my entire life. Um, do you have another let's, from let's, your list? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a, I have a bunch. I, I'd like to talk about a couple more of these. Um, another one, another big one that I think is is really an issue right now, Jared, in our current just culture is feelings over facts. That's a big one. Mm. How so? Well, just the fact that so many people out there, they're more worried about well, I don't like this because it makes me feel this way. And it's like, well, you know, yeah, your emotions are valid, but that does not mean that, you know, just like, like I, I read somewhere, you know, about people saying, well, well, you know, this, this whole thing with the vaccine right now, it makes, makes me feel like we don't have any freedom as Americans. And it's like, it's like, okay. So when the polio vaccine came out, you didn't see Americans, you know, yeah, but saying, well, this makes history because that was before they were alive. They're, there was this. There was this. Um, there was this woman that um, um, she would say she didn't go in blackface, but she darkened her skin, and she said that she. And she said that um, she was a modern day Rosa Parks. This is a recent thing that happened because she refused to get a vaccine and she felt like she was being segregated against. I think that's a great example of um, um, facts over feel or feelings over facts. Um, mm-hmm. And just and, and just uh, hyper ignorance to anything about history, you know. Yeah. And and, um, and it's like and it's like you both choose the most one of the most popular 
um, civil rights figures, one of the very few that we actually get taught about, even though it's on like a surface level, and then even butcher right. that, <laughs> that, <laughs> right. that history, uh, and, and, and talk about how you're being segregated against because you won't get a vaccine. Um, and, um, and, and it's like, but it's just like this feeling of seg- of segregation. Um, I, I get so nervous to talk, uh, I don't know. I don't like talking about race a lot with, with, this is, a, I'm going to, this is a, I'm going to be vulnerable right now. I, I get nervous talking about race with white people and I shouldn't, but I really do. Um, but because because there's this there's this line and I'll say it, but there's this line from a podcast that they always reference and it uh, and it just <laughs> and this is just a perfect example is that they always they want to be oppressed so badly you know, and and it goes back to this feelings over facts thing and this idea of like people want to be oppressed so badly that uh, that it, it just goes into this level of like deep ignorance where it's like I'm just gonna forego. I've for, I have foregone any level of educating myself and just skipped over to the point where I feel like like I can't go to the bar because you're making me get a vaccine. That's exactly what Rosa Parks felt like, um, you know, being segregated against uh, by laws, not allowing this and that or whatever, you know. And, and um, it makes me it, – it, hey, my feelings are hurt because uh, these facts are being ignored, Chad. Right. Well, Lee, uh, another one kind of your favorite term here, Jared, piggybacking uh, on this uh, feelings over facts leads us to not trusting the experts. In America, I would say in general, we're kind of a rebellious lot in the U.S., you know. I mean, if you look at how our damn country was founded, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's kind of how it started. But the thing is, is that I feel like we're one of the few countries out there where you can have a scientist who has years of experience and plenty of I'll just say like academic street cred, you know, and people won't trust them. And they think that there's some like I just find it so funny now that people will call themselves, quote unquote, critical thinkers. I'm doing air quotes right now. Critical thinkers who, um, you know, who and conspiracy theorists who say, oh, well, so and so is a part of the deep state or, or whatever. And they're just trying to push an agenda. And it's like, do you really think somebody who has spent 20 or 30 years or 40 or 50 years working in healthcare or in or with infectious diseases, are are they're less qualified to talk about than some Karen on Facebook who posted some random thing from some unsightable source? And this chat is exactly why I don't think things like uh, sexism or racism will ever end. I think that's a perfect example. We look mm-hmm. at something like the vaccine, which if you look at any statistic, uh, the likelihood to get sick the likelihood to end up in the hospital, the likely ed- likelihood to end up dead. Uh, it all sh- points to you're much more, it's much safer, significantly more safer to get the vaccine than to not get it. Yet uh, people, still don't, pe- people still don't get it. And there is hard science, hard numbers proving that. When we look at yep. all these other sort of things like racism or sexism or whatever it might be in society that's destroying society. Um, like, there's no sort of, I mean, I, well, that's not even true. There are plenty of hard statistics to show that racism is destroying society. But there's also so many, like, it's also not as, like, scientifically cut and dry as something like a vaccine. You know, there's so many, like, um, things that involve actually just listening to how a person feels or how a 
gigantic group has felt for hundreds of years that's so easy to go right. ignored and to me almost even makes it not that i need it to be uh validated but almost makes it even easier for me to believe that like oh yeah racism will never be solved if people don't even trust a fucking vaccine that has like you, like legitimate hard numbers that you mm-hmm. could just uh anyone could easily from from a large variety of sources be like it's uh totally safer for me to get the vaccine than to not get the vaccine right yeah the the funny thing is too is all these people out there who say they're critical thinkers it's like really so what peer review uh journal articles did you read yeah you know like like i just i find it so funny and so laughable that you know a lot of people out there um you know And once again, though, the the scary thing is, Jared, is nowadays you can find anything on the Internet that will back up whatever bias or ignorance you have. Like one of my favorite examples of this is this guy posted on uh, I think it was on TikTok, but like the video I watched was on Instagram before Instagram crashed, by the way, you know. (laughs) But anyways, and the guy said he was like, look, this is what's so hard for a lot of younger people nowadays is you can you can basically Google anything and it will support your claim. And so what he did, Jared, and this was hilarious. He Googled, will coffee make you go blind? And there were like some some articles about like coffee causing blindness. And then he and then he Googled the opposite, like is will coffee improve your eyesight? And of course, mm-hmm. there were some like articles or other bullshit that said basically both sides of the story, right? Sure. So, well, I so mean, nowadays, I, mm-hmm. that in general, nutrition in general is the big is is a giant like just various sections of cults of ignorance, and right. you see it just move around from 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 uh from uh time period to time period you know there was a huge um i we i was talking to some people about how powerful the got milk campaign was and now we kind of live in we we live in a society chad we live in a society chad where um now (laughs) like um dairy is not really considered like a healthy part of your diet for the most part Um, right but there was a good couple decades where it's like your bones are going to be weak and fall apart and you're not even able to run without your tibia cracking in half if you don't drink milk every morning because the dairy industry was spending millions of dollars every year to put uh ads on tv uh with uh tom brady or ross from friends with a milk mustache you know right jared you should see my boomer relatives, when I tell them I don't usually eat breakfast, I get the line that I Dude. know, you know, oh, well, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You can't miss breakfast. Yeah. And it's like, no, I get I've that. been doing it for like four years and I'm not dead yet. My family's from the South, as you know. So you, you, I mean, any moment that you deny food, uh, no matter what time of day, <laughs> if you show up and you deny their food, it's a, it's a sign of disrespect. <laughs> right. What? You're going to hell. Are you okay? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's four in the afternoon. It's like, yeah, it's two in the afternoon, and I, and I just came from freaking Raisin Cane's because I'm in Louisiana, okay? Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I don't want your fried fish in, uh, again. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. Okay, I have a couple more, by the way. A classic one that if we're going to talk about ignorance, 
I will not stand. I mean, you covered one that I won't stand and not be referenced. We referenced it probably within every other one is racism. Honestly, this right. this one that I'm about to reference, we could probably if we're I, I could probably swing it back to racism if you give me about forty five minutes to an hour and a half. Uh, guns. We have a huge cult of ignorance regarding guns here in the U.S. No matter I don't no matter how many children or adults are murdered, there is nothing that'll convince um, enough of the population of, of this country to get rid of guns or to significantly um, lessen uh, or make, make it significantly more difficult to get guns, I should say. I agree. I don't, th- I don't, yep. think, I don't think there's... I don't, I don't think in our lifetime... What am I? I'm, I'm, let's say 30. Let's say you're 30 because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not ready for that yet, but you're about to be 30 in... <laughs> Seven Whether days. I like it or week. not. <laughs> Am I right? Eleventh? October eleventh? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um Thanks for honoring my birthday, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's your mom's maiden name, bro? Uh, <laughs> and your pet name? <laughs> you you well, I guess you could deduce Yara was born from, from my birthday, but yeah. Um yeah. So I mean not from October eleventh, you could have deduced the year. Oh, wait, we just said oh, you're about true. to be thirty did. though. Um, yeah, exactly. so yeah, you can figure it out. Um <laughs> In our lifetime, you're not going to see a reduction. I don't think we're going to see it getting any it, much more difficult to get guns. And we're probably... Well, you, you know what's interesting about guns, though, too, Jerry? Uh-huh. Is it also relates to our cult of ignorance in terms of just the egregious amount of military spending we have. And all of this is under the guise of, like, safety yes. and defense. You know, I have another one you for know? you around that. Okay. I mean, you see it with the ridiculous artillery that local police forces have and it's like i don't think oh yeah i don't think the city of birmingham michigan needs a, a mini tank i'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> right <laughs> probably not um right. but you also oh shoot what was i gonna say what was i gonna say oh you also see it when there's any sort of um social any sort of anytime there's some sort of big protest happening in the u.s anytime mm-hmm. there's some sort of Social unrest, whether it be, let's say, like 9-11, for example. I know that's a big example. but Or like any time there's some sort of big Black Lives Matter protest that's sort of the popular one du jour in social media. Um, you see a uh, shortage of bullets. So there's yep. this sort of fear that any time anyone has some sort of protest or some sort of uh, disagreement that they need to voice that is like against... Whoever is these whoever is this group that are s- s- supremely into guns, which tends to be the people that are against any sort of racial or societal progress, um, right? You see a bullet shortage, you know, or even mm-hmm. or let's not mi- and gun sales skyrocket yes. too, and it doesn't even have to be as dramatic. Even well, not that this isn't dramatic, but you also see it like during the pandemic. At the beginning of the pandemic, they're like, well, oh. I need to make sure I'm stocked up on, I mean, stuff like toilet, toilet paper, paper and, guns, and, and bullets <laughs> because people are going to start looting and uh, I need to keep my ass clean, you know? And it's like, what? where do you get this idea that there's not going to be um, toilet paper or, or um, paper towels? And where do you get this idea that people, like, to me, when I see people, um, when I see people, like uh, stocking up on things like bullets or guns uh, or even just normal sort of supplies. It's almost like a sign of projecting, you know, where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, now I know even though you're the one with all the shit, if shit were to go down and and 
I actually needed to rely on someone. I don't trust the person that's this quick to be like, I'm hoarding everything for myself. F all you guys, you should be prepared. I'm the one prepared. So you right. might all you might you're simultaneously the one that might quote unquote have everything, but then also the one that I don't think I should trust. Yeah, I agree with you. Because yeah. sort of, because generally speaking, your fears are ignorant. And yeah, you might be right. And I might not be able to be this logical in the moment, but because there's no because, <laughs> dude, listen. Twitter, please don't fail us now, because if you do <laughs> We're going to be dealing with this in a couple hours. <laughs> so, hold on. Let me check Twitter just to make sure. <laughs> because I, I, I'm looking out my window, checking Twitter, looking out my window. Okay, Twitter's still right. up. It's just updated. Okay, Twitter's still good um, <laughs> for now. Uh, yeah, so it's just like you're, you're, I don't trust you even though you might have stuff. Because it's like, you're, it's, statistically speaking, you're ignorant. Another big one. Right. I have, do you have any more? Mm-hmm. I got two more. Okay, because once again, daddy's list is endless. I mean, sorry, my list is endless. I, I'm getting <laughs> cocky. Go ahead. I, I have two more my, as well. I actually have one more. I have one more. But you might have it as well, they, so we might cover it. Okay. Uh, mine are kind of bundled, I guess, my last two. Number one is just the lack of respect of teachers and also lack of funding for schools. It's very specific. With that, also, with that also being said, though, uh, also, the fact that higher education is not something that's necessarily accessible. I'm not saying everyone needs to go to college, but I think everyone in America, everyone should have the opportunity if they so wish. I agree with you in, the, in that. The fact that it's not a priority. I mean, education, and I think that goes right. back to what I said before. Education is not respected, yet success is, is, is respected. So if yep. it, so, people will respect your Harvard degree if you're some sort of successful businessman, a lawyer, or whatever. But or engineer, yeah. People will respect your success, I would say, just as much, or if not more, if not more. Yeah. without the degree. It's like, oh, you yep. are able to forego. You forewent <laughs> the degree. God damn it, Jared. <laughs> you have foregone a degree, yet you have... Uh, um, Oh, I have a grammar question for you, real quick. Yet, um, you're still oh God, in. Um, yet, you're still in a, a place of success, and you're driving a Ferrari without having to. And we love those damn rags to riches stories. And America, I'll, I'll say, Americans eat that shit. I'll, up. I'll say because of how our education system is set up, it's. I'll say it's a little bit validated because because of how much colleges are. The idea of paying for it to a certain extent sometimes kind of feels like a scam. You know, depending on how. Yeah. Depending on yeah. how. It works out for you after in, after the fact, you know? Right. Um, my question for you, grammar-wise, it's a pet peeve, I should say. I have a pet peeve. Let me ask you if this is validated, valid. The irony of this podcast. Let me ask you if this is valid. When um, It bothers me when I hear someone say something. So we know that as far as prepositions go, fanboys. Mm-hmm. For, and, nor, but, or, yet, so. Those are the prepositions. Not prepositions. Okay. Those are the conjunctions. Is that the word? Conjunctions? What's the term I'm looking for? Fanboys, Chad. It's not prepositions because preposition is on or... Sh- oh, wait. Prepositions. Right. That is. It is prepositions. Fanboys are the prepositions. It's going to bother me. Anyway, what it really bothers me is um, when uh, conjunctions. It's a conjunction. Okay. Fanboys are the conjunctions, not prepositions. A uh, preposition is what you can do to a box. That's what a preposition is. Under, un, <laughs> under, right. in, around, <laughs> right. through. Um, those are prepositions. Conjunctions, fanboys. Right. Um, 
<laughs> what really bothers me is when someone goes, but yet, and yet. Oh, yep. And yep. so. Right. Is that not necessary? Can't you just go yet or so or but rather than but yet? Shouldn't you choose one of those two? To me, that seems grammatically wrong to go, but yet. When it's like, no, those are both the same. Uh, what do you call a piece of speech or whatever? What's the term you call a part of speech? Part of speech. So one of those suffices. You don't choose both Gr- of them. Grammatically speaking, they are redundant. Thank you. However, that's the term I'm looking for. How, redundant. However, it's not wrong. Stylistically, mm. you could use use those similar parts of speech for like a certain emphasis or stylistic thing. Okay. Um, I mean, it depends. Your it boils down to: Are you a prescriptivist or a descriptivist? A prescriptivist is someone who uses grammar to the, rules. to the rules of the book. Yeah. yeah, that's you. I'm more of a descriptivist. So, see, this is why we do this podcast, Jared. We bring different perspectives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Any, anyways. Um, well, that so also yeah. speaks a little bit to your boy Isaac, uh, whatever his name was, Asimov. Because uh, now. I sort of feel like I'm coming off like an elitist a little bit. <laughs> you are. Because I'm you are, like, Jared. I'm like, I don't like it when you but unnecessarily <laughs> make these grammatical mistakes. Another one, by the way, is when I hear someone say I laid down or I I'm gonna lay down. That oh, sort of bothers I, I me. I use that incorrectly. I probably do too. Li- but when I hear right. it, it still bothers me. Because if you're talking about <clears throat> in going into a bed, the term is right. lie. You might lay right. something onto your you, I can lay this pen onto my desk. But I lie right. in bed, and so right. you, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't lay down. I lied down. You know, or I'm going right. to lie down. And when I hear right. it, it bothers me. I probably make the mistake all the time. It's kind of like I'm an elitist. Affect and effect. And I think yes, but <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, but I think it's yeah, that's true. But I, but I don't think those are interchangeable. The things we're talking about, people can argue are interchangeable. Those are just mistakes people right. make. Right, true. Um, yeah. I had a professor in grad school, Jared, who was like, someone Someone asked them, like, what's the difference between affect and effect? He was like, I wrote a PhD and avoided both of those words entirely for my entire PhD. Dude, that <laughs> stresses so- me out. That stresses me out. That word stresses me out a lot. Yeah. Right. I still don't really fully think I understand it. I know lie and lay, but I don't, can't do that one. That's why I just stick right. to the things I know. So At I least sound you get like two, a proper two and two elitist. And there, there, and there, Jared. Right. Yeah, but I'm a terrible texter, so I mess it up all the time, and I feel like a freaking idiot. <laughs> right. No, I really know. I just I type too fast and don't proofread. <laughs> so what? Uh, what other examples do you yes, have? Yes, Chad. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I have a uh, slide up here showing me the conjunctions, fanboys. Uh, let me go back to my list. Let me go back to my list. <laughs> One more. And I think that this is this is a great example, much like racism, of where it's just more easy. For me to live in comfort, not concerning myself with this. And let's be honest, in my lifetime, it might not affect me. Or let's say, it doesn't affect me personally. I'm, you know, I'm white. It doesn't affect me personally. Or this will be a, you know, that's one way we can look at it if we look at it a racism. Yes, it's a problem, but you know, it's we're getting better. It'll be fine. That's one. That's for the racism thing. Or for my final example, personally. We could look at it as, listen, this will be a problem in 100 to 200 years. I'll live fine. Yeah, my win- I might start wearing shorts in the winter in northern Michigan, sure. But 
I'll be fine. Yeah, my kids might spontaneously combust one day because uh, the Earth is, um, on average, 90 degrees over the course of a year. But that will happen in like 300 years. What I'm getting at is the environment, Chad. We live in a collective level of blissful ignorance when it comes to the environment. Um, And I think this includes me, who... Shoot, I need to take out my compost, by the way. They take it tomorrow. Um, (laughs) This includes me, um, uh, who feels like I care, but I don't do anywhere close to enough. Let's be honest. I recycle. I have a compost, and that's about it. And I have a plug-in hybrid. Uh, That's about it. Um, But um, we all are living, for the most part, not all of us, for the most part are living in a blissful ignorance about... Um, the environment. And honestly, there are some people out there that are downright uh, like, uh, like, no, we're fine. What are you talking about? Everything you believe is made up. And it's probably the same people that won't get vaccinated. Where it's like, right. it's like what sort of research... Probably also flat earthers. What sort of scientific research could you, someone that has at the most a uh, bachelor's in communications, what sort of scientific research could you do that could prove... Um, it's like... There's a podcast I listen to, and and I love the way he explains it. Where he's like, "You're the ten, you're you're the one out of ten dentists that don't recommend this floss." <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, that's a great way to put it. I love that. That's awesome. And I, I I'm going to have that. to start using that, Jared. That's great because it's like, yeah, that person exists. Every you know, we all hear the 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 ads where they're like four out of five or nine out of ten. Where it's like, yeah, there's no you, no one can say a hundred percent, blah 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 blah, but. You'd be an idiot to listen to that one person because uh, the vast majority of the people that have the most amount of knowledge are like, yeah, well, I'm doing it because it seems like because everything I've seen has not it doesn't seem like has proved that it works. Yeah. (sighs) So this all just goes back to take the damn vaccine. Uh, Really? This was a heavy one, Jared. This was a heavy one. I want to I want to leave us with though. I I did, too. I'm going to leave us, though, with actually the definition of this term. And I will tell all of y'all because I want to cite my sources here. I got this from a nonprofit organization where their mission is to educate um, others. And it's, um, it was a, it was what, it was like asoto.org or something like that. And here's their definition. Our working definition of anti-intellectualism in the United States is a social attitude that systematically denigrates science-based facts academic and institutional authorities uh, and the pursuit of theory and knowledge. So there you go, Jared. So let us know what your thoughts are on anti-intellectualism or the cult of ignorance, whether it's in the U.S. or you see it in your own country. Uh, Let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram and YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast, and also check us out on, well, I guess not on Instagram because it's down right now, but check (laughs) us out on Twitter in that case, Untranslatable One, the number one. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, yekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanya. Dude. Besides, that was a fun one. Besides for the fact that was a, that fun, was a fun one. one. <laughs> besides for the fact that Twitter is probably my favorite social media, times like this, where uh, the two other major ones, Facebook and Instagram, are down, really highlight why Twitter is the best. Because you couldn't get the level of 
of of roasting that you right. get on Twitter because there's so many posts I saw where, where people were had like various gifts and memes that I barely remember, but it was like essentially being like telling the people on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram don't come to Twitter, <laughs> right? And being like, that's hilarious. <laughs> being like, hey, listen, don't try to. And, and oh, also there is this one. <laughs> Whereas, like, people reminds me of one like there was this max exodus of Californians going to Texas. Texans were like, "Don't come here." <laughs> yeah, don't bring your liberal hippie bullshit here. <laughs> there was one I saw of this like a you know ten second video of this woman at a uh, at a party, and it looked like there or excuse me at a concert, and it looked like or party I don't know, but there looked like there was some level of hardcore music and hardcore activity going on. And okay. uh, she was just standing there, like holding her drink, just like looking like perplexed, just like, oh my God, like looking around, like, what the hell is going on? Like, with this hardcore, like, you know, like metal music playing. And it's like, <laughs> it was like when people from Twitter, uh, from uh, Instagram and Facebook show up to, twi- show up to Twitter, <laughs> they're like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> that's great. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Doesn't surprise oh, me, though. God, it's been so good. And it's also, it's been so good, but I, I'm not even kidding. Like I don't even think I'm kidding when I'm like, if Twitter goes down right now, I'm I'm freaking boarding up my house <laughs> right. <laughs> because without any level of social media, we're doomed. Yeah, people are hitting We've the come so accustomed to it. <laughs> like, right? Hey, no kidding. Someone needs to to pay attention to me. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, how am I gonna get my attention validation without social media? I have to go outside and. And, and hold up a sign or some shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm not afraid oh, to man. loot this Best Buy. If it'll get me viral uh, one day, uh, right? Wait, I guess that doesn't even exist. <laughs> what am I talking about? Right. <laughs> now I sound like these people. I'm like, wait, you, I can't. I go guess viral? maybe YouTube is YouTube social media. I mean, kind yeah, of. YouTube is still up. People were making fun of because Google, I think, made some sort of. You know, everyone's been making jokes about about it, and I think Google made some joke. Right. And everyone's like, listen, careful, Google. You, you're, you know, people know. Although. One of my coworkers is German, and she said her friends in Germany said Google was down, down in Germany today. Damn. Who knows what the fuck is Something happening, Something weird's bro. happening, because as I mentioned, Twitter was never down today, but there was like right. an hour or two, at least for me, when I could update and see the latest tweets, but replies wouldn't show up on any on any right. tweet for like an hour or well, two. Well, not to freak and you I'm out, like, Jared, but <laughs> not to freak you out, Jared, but if there are bad solar storms... Uh, it can fuck up with the magnetic fields in the U.S. and actually cause all sorts of issues. Jesus, I got to get this uh, podcast posted is what you're saying. Right? No, yeah. <laughs> no, no shit.